Welcome to the Write the Docs podcast number 13. Uh, I don't know if anyone here is superstitious. I'm not, so we'll just go for it. Uh, it's not 12 and a half. It's not 14 alpha. It's 13. Um, we have a, a special guest for you documentarians this week. We are down one host, but we have a guest as always. And um, how about I'm going to let you introduce yourself to kick the show off. Great. Uh, thanks, Chris. So I'm Abhinav. I'm the founder and CEO of Postman. Uh, Postman is an API development environment that some of you might use. Uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, Postman started off a while back uh, as a side project of mine has and has grown into a company. Okay. And I know we've spoken before, which is how it sort of came about. Um, I have actually used Postman for clients and still do, actually. <laughs> so, awesome. uh, more for API side of things, but we'll sort of, mm -hmm. we'll sort of get to that. Um, and Tom, I think you've encountered uh, Postman through some other avenues, through some of your kind of side project work as well. Yeah, yeah. I have a um, tutorial on Postman in, a, in my API doc site, and it was like one of the third most viewed pages in there. So it's yeah. definitely a popular tool. It's um, it's one that uh, is probably the standard sort of REST client that people tend to use in places that I've been. So I'm excited mm -hmm. to talk to Abhinav and get the story behind, uh, behind it and all the other features that maybe a lot of people don't even know about uh, that exist with Postman. Well, let's start with that. So you said it was something you created in your spare time, but what was the what was the problem you were trying to solve that uh, you created it for? Sure. Yeah. So I mean, uh, Postman began as uh, uh, as a tool to solve like a very simple pain point of mine, which was sending an API call. Uh, so I had a range of experiences, you know, building software. Uh, you know, sometimes of my own, sometimes uh, with uh, you know other people, and and predominantly we were using APIs. And what I saw as like a base problem was that you know when you were given an API call, you would have to build out the call, get the response, and just kind of get to that first step of uh, you know success with uh, with whatever you were supposed to work with. And at that time, you know, I found out like a whole bunch of tools existed, but they were very cumbersome to use. I, I would make all those errors, which uh, I thought at least I was like, this, it's a problem with the tool and not with me. And that turned out to be a good thing. So I just wanted to kind of build a very simple tool to you know help me send a request to be uh, confident that it works, help me debug that thing. And, and it started off from there. Uh, it was a REST client that I put it up on the Chrome Web Store. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know it had a, it, it had a couple of, uh, uh, nice things which I thought were pretty relevant for a REST client. For example, it had a history of requests that you could kind of go back to and say that, okay, now I want to send this thing again. And I was very surprised that uh, browsers, you know, let you see your browser history, but effectively when you're going through APIs and, you know, browsing through APIs, it didn't, none of those tools kind of had a history. And that to me was like, you know, a, a very basic omission. It uh, had, uh, you know, a response formatter to kind of let you see the response in a nicer way, not having to, you know, go through the terminal, pipe it to a browser uh, and things like that. And slowly it added on, you know, more and more tools. But I, I just became so much more productive with just, you know, these simple things uh, that that uh, I think resonated a lot well with other users of Postman. Okay. And now beyond just making requests, uh, the mm -hmm. tool, you've evolved it to, to offer API documentation, integration, hosting, other kinds of, of uh, features. Can you talk about that element of it? Because I think most people are probably familiar with how to make requests and get it through there, but, but they don't know that there's more. Sure, yeah. So let me actually you know, kind of uh, have, have a quick kind of overview of like the history of, of uh, Postman, because I think a lot of those uh, ideas that Postman has now developed over uh, a period of time uh, so Postman went out as a simple REST client uh, in 2012, and uh, uh, what started happening was kind of like this, you know, back and forth dialogue with a lot of developers on uh, how they are working with APIs and where Postman fits into their API workflow. And uh, uh, what I saw was that, uh, you know, not only are people using Postman to kind of, you know, send API calls, but uh, they're also using it to kind of patch over 
a lot of deficiencies that are there in their you know traditional workflow like in some cases you know documentation would not exist in some cases uh, you know it's part of like a testing routine that they would do before they push to production and things like that and uh, i i started kind of having these conversations you know a little bit after postman started gaining traction in 2012 and uh, in 2013 and 14 you know kind of started looking more closely into the whole workflow of uh, developers whether it be small companies or large companies and a lot of developers were very open with their feedback so uh, what what we saw is kind of uh, broken you know me and my co-founders kind of at that time was uh, you know people are going through a lot of different tools to execute like this uh, thing that we call like the api development uh, uh, workflow and there are lots of these points that are broken in in this journey from you know thinking of an api and getting to the end of an api and we thought that postman kind of fits in you know in these places right now like it patches over a bit of you know documentation it patches over a bit of testing but how can we kind of take it to the next level where everything is super streamlined and super smooth so we envisioned kind of like you know postman being a product that would help you design apis mock apis create documentation and uh, do that in a very a uh, simple streamlined way and now postman has you know tools to kind of cover the entire workflow uh, i think we'll we'll talk a bit more about you know deeper into each of these tools what they do but uh, it it covers kind of every aspect uh, of of the development life cycle and if you are a developer if you are a technical writer if you are uh, you know building documentation uh, if you are a qa person it does it does all of those things at it and it integrates very deeply with uh, the other tools that you would be using. Hmm. Uh, oh sorry go ahead Chris. No you know please you go you go first. <laughs> oh, oh, there's there's one feature that I that I think is kind of cool is it's uh it looks sort of simple on the surface this run in postman button that you can embed on a page and and people click it <laughs> and it launches their postman client and populates it with all of the like sample requests or all mm-hmm. the endpoints and parameters and so forth is that a popular feature or was that an experimental feature uh, can you talk more about that sure yeah so uh, you know one of the interesting things that we saw when when postman started getting adopted as a tool was you know how how does it spread right so postman kind of grew from scratch and now it you know we have i think more than 5 million users uh, using postman kind of across the globe and one of the things we saw was uh, people sharing uh, what in postman you have uh, uh, a feature called you know building of a postman collection and what a collection is you know it could be a bunch of different things you know it could be documentation it could be sample requests it could be automated tests you know whatever you wish uh, a collection to be and uh, uh, when people would you know ask someone else to use postman they would be like hey hey you know i i tested out a bunch of calls with uh, postman this is the set of calls that i tested it with and take this collection and take postman and you know you will go uh, a little further along with what you want to do now we saw this happening over and over and over again and we were like you know how can we kind of make this process uh, even faster uh, on the other side we had a lot of uh, publishers who wanted to onboard uh, developers quickly onto their apis so there was kind of like this you know need from a publisher side and this want from the developer side and the run in postman button kind of marries these these two ideas that you know you want developers to have uh quick access to the requests that they would want to play with and publishers who want to you know get developers onboarded really quickly so we we launched it as an experiment you know the idea was that just in a couple of clicks you should be uh, able to go from your api documentation on your website to postman and you don't have to copy over things you know uh, over and over again or or make mistakes again you know kind of goes back to the same idea of not uh, making mistakes when you're working with apis and we put it out people like instantly adopted it we had you know 10 uh, 15 publishers just you know at the moment we mentioned it they're like you know we we'd want to have it right away and uh, and now we we have transitioned this to uh, the postman api network we we have more than 100 publishers uh, using the run in postman button or using our documentation which has the run in postman button to to onboard their developers so uh, so you know it 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 does a bunch of different things uh, depending on you know what what you want 
uh, Postman collection to accomplish. But uh, it's it's uh, been a very very popular feature, and you know we see more and more publishers now uh, you know uh, uh, using it as part of their documentation, and then other developers wanting it. You know they're like you know where where is the Postman collection for that, or would you have a run in Postman button uh, so I can just you know start using the API right away. You know it, here's why I like that feature so much. Um, I, I'm a big fan of of like Swagger UI and other other sort of um, interactive documentation where you you let users try it out on the browser, and, and people like that. That's part of the popularity of the the Open API spec and the Swagger mm -hmm. tooling. But it only it, it's sort of a fixed experience. You put in the parameters, you you hit the button, and you see the response. Mm -hmm. What I think helps people learn the most is when they can simulate things on their own, when they can change change, uh, maybe you add some more parameters or do a lot more customization. You want to save that, right? And you can't save, uh, you can't save your, your, your test call in, in Swagger UI. You know, you need a local client like Postman where you save that stuff. So even if you have an interactive documentation output, um, that lets users try it out in the browser. I think adding the run in Postman button at least is also a huge, you know, addition. That, I mean, that's mostly been my use case. A couple of clients I work with who are using collections, it's, I'm not doing a massive amount of actual documentation with the Postman platform. We'll come to that maybe in a minute. Um, but it's more that they say, hey, Chris, document this. Mm -hmm. And I don't get any information. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a tool to experiment a bit to see what I need to document. And I can play around with things. And I have lots of work in progress. Um, tests with different parameters and options to see what the effects are so I can document them effectively without having to do very much. That's sort of the point. Um, but yeah, actually, uh, the the it, it's interesting because I used Postman before I used Swagger. I've only just started mm -hmm. using much uh, a project with Swagger, actually. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, there's a variety of reasons that Postman wasn't a good option for it, which I won't bore you with. But. <laughs> I think we um, talked a bit about that from, from our last conversation. Oh, yeah, no, this is something completely different. It's more the code okay. base. And it's more okay. the, the way the code base is created and stuff uh -huh. like that. But, um, the, I, I'm going to ask you a slightly leading question because I know the answers. But, <laughs> <laughs> so, but okay. what are, the, what are the, the sort of two types of documentation that I could um, generate through using the Postman uh -huh. tool? Uh, I guess that's from the... The API spec, but also the kind of more freeform conceptual mm -hmm. explanatory, explanat oh, explanatory, explanatory. explanatory. <laughs> <laughs> it's a late, it's late for me. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good question. You know, so uh, so I'm kind of going back to uh, the thing that you kind of mentioned, right? Like you're using Swagger UI, and then it had this triad thing, and then you know you would want it in Postman because you want to save. Uh, whatever you you worked with again in Postman, and uh, that that is of some value to you. So we kind of very deeply believe that, and I'll you know uh, uh, I think I'll share my perspective on what documentation is and how we see you know documentation get built built up. And I think Chris, that's kind of very related to your question mm -hmm. on the types of documentation. So one of the things we started seeing, or at least the hypothesis was, you know, like everybody wants great documentation for them, but nobody wants to invest. As much time, you know, as as uh, as they'd like, as 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 required to kind of you know build that documentation. You know, every the first thing that people want from a successful project is that yeah, you know, it needs to have great documentation, and I need to know you know these things. I need getting started guides. I need tutorials. I need like reference documentation. And we always kind of looked at you know why why it doesn't happen, right? And now with tools like Swagger UI or you know Open API specs, you can have a very top-down approach and say that you know this is how we're going to do it, right? It's kind of like a mandate that uh, do it this way, and nice things are going to come out on this other end if we if we decide to do it this way, right? And what we saw at, uh, with with Postman was that you know documentation is is more of an ongoing kind of process, right? One artifact of that is the final uh, API documentation that you create. But uh, fundamentally, kind of, I believe like those all those journey steps are important, and they are documentation too. 
you know, your experience of working with an API is some form of documentation. You know, your successes and failures are some part of documentation, and they could be then reused into uh, you know teaching somebody somebody else, right? Like documentation is not just like this fixed uh, you know static document that you create and say that okay, you know, go and do it. But like all those different variations, all those paths, and uh, you know, both the successful ones and the unsuccessful ones. Uh, are are also part of documentation. So when we look at uh, uh, documentation, we look at like this entire user journey of you know building documentation and consuming documentation, and not believing in in a way that you know uh, you don't have to mandate that use it this way and and certain things are going to come out. We think that uh, you know collections could be uh, getting started guide. So you can do that with Postman. You know you can build a collection and say that this is step one, two, and three. And uh, you know that's that's some part of documentation. You can create uh, completed uh, uh, you know web pages. You know just just like the way you have Stripe docs or uh, or API documentation portals, and say that these are all my calls. You know mm -hmm. one after the other. This is what the structure of the API is. You can add Markdown descriptions to it, and uh, you know you you will get a, a fully finished portal out of Postman if you wanted to. And it's it's in a consumable format. It's all backed by collection, so you can re-import that using the Run in Postman button into Postman, and again play with it, right? Uh, the third thing that I'm very excited about personally is that you know Postman lets you create uh, or lets you add kind of certain amounts of logic to documentation. So uh, just not just with the requests that uh, you know you you say that this is a request and this is a response. You can add. Uh, you know JavaScript code to Postman. You can at attach tests to it, and somebody who then plays around with documentation or that collection in Postman, you know, can be told that okay, this is what you did uh, right, and this is what you did wrong. So it's much more interactive in nature, and you can actually customize uh, a, a lot of it to guide the user uh, in the right way. I, I don't think any other tool kind of does this, but uh, uh, that's the one I'm most excited about. You know, how can documentation be uh, uh, more in line with the user journey and not like a finished kind of artifact. Just just to very quickly confirm, though, in case people haven't um, used the the tool very much in the past, there there you do have an option for kind of exporting to a, an HTML page. And how does how roughly? Obviously, it depends a little bit on people's configuration and setup. But mm -hmm. how roughly would that look? Uh, just to describe to people. Uh, so uh, I think you know we modeled our base template on Stripe Docs. It kind of it looks like a three-column template right now. Uh, for internal documentation that Postman can do, uh, you know you have uh, uh, you have the option of a two-column template. So you have resources on the left-hand side. Uh, you have uh, Markdown um, descriptions on the right-hand side where your parameters are documented, uh, and then you have code samples. On, uh, on on the third column, and uh, you know Postman does both external documentation and internal documentation. So uh, with internal docs, you you get you know uh, the two column template if you want to. So that's what it looks like in in the browser. Mm -hmm. uh, in the Postman app, you can expand a collection and see uh, a, a see kind of you know pull out drawer where you can visualize what it'll look like when it goes to a web page. So it's available on on both places, and actually. Uh, uh, th there is a third aspect to it that with Postman, if you add descriptions to your request, they show up right next to uh, the request too. So you can expand documentation in place, a request-specific documentation, and and that shows up as part of the Postman uh, request builder. Did did you uh, for Postman's own documentation on how to use Postman? <laughs> does does that use Postman or is that a separate? Separate. Uh, it's it's an ongoing project, and uh, <laughs> we, we we can't do that. That's a good question. Uh, we 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 need to make one customization there, like uh, just not uh, maybe have uh, request, you know, not use like the third column for uh, request responses. But uh, I think outside of that, we can document Postman in Postman too. Hmm. We do that for our API documentation. So if you go to api.getpostman.com, I know, think that would. That would be uh, almost a travesty if you didn't, really. <laughs> I know, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, no, no, I, we, we have to do that. Yeah. I'd like to um, learn more about some of the auto-generated code from Postman. Uh, this is the feature where, let's say, you 
configured an endpoint and you're making the request and you think this is great, but now in my docs, I want to provide a sample, a code sample for how to make the request in Java, Python, and PHP. And Postman lets you auto-generate that. But I'm never quite sure, uh, you know, since I'm not a programmer, if the code samples are mm -hmm. totally accurate and like uh, ready to go, or if they're just kind of generic and need to be customized. Uh, like, how much faith can I have in these code samples? And and from a developer's point of view, do they want ready-built code samples like that, or are they like, oh, I can just do that myself too? Uh, so, you know, code samples, I think, uh, are, are a pretty like interesting aspect for me in, in one way, right? And, and there are like lots of layers to it. Uh, I think in general, people dislike, you know, just uh, tons of code being generated for them. That's kind of not in their style, mm -hmm. right? So that's, that's one thing they're like, you know, if I don't have control over like, you know, how it kind of looks like with respect to the rest of my code base, uh, you know, it it doesn't really gel well. So Postman doesn't do that. It does you know code snippets for uh, requests that you build, and I have seen people being actually very very excited about it. And a whole class of you know people who are not even developers. So uh, for developers, what uh, what you get as an advantage when you're generating these code samples is that the uh, point from a successful API request in Postman to a successful API request in code is very, very short, right? And actually the idea for uh, uh, integrating code samples in Postman came from looking at Stack Overflow uh, questions on like, you know, this is working in Postman, doesn't work with my code, right? And turns out that, you know, so many people are just wasting time in, in rehashing the same thing. And we were like, okay, let's, let's put it there and see whether people will get some value out of it. So I've seen personally that, you know, across all the snippets that we provide, uh, people are very excited about it, and styling concerns, and uh, you know uh, other things because it's a small snippet. You know, unlike generating tons of code with a code generator, it's a small section that people can really uh, you know work with and be happy about. Because the core idea is that yeah, I want to make that uh, call successfully in in my uh, actual code and just have very very few uh, surprises. So I mean. I've, I've seen people pretty uh, excited about it. Uh, in fact, there are more demands for opening it up. So uh, people can add their own plugins and say that, okay, now I want it in my style or I want like a specific language. So that's been on our roadmap to to let people do that. You know, like you can add your own code gen and just, you know, see things on the fly. Uh, something hopefully that we expect will be out this year. I I actually, because I mean, my own personal experience with this sort of feature, not with Postman, actually with one of your rivals, um, <laughs> was that the if you're building an API, a pure sort of API, then the auto-generated code is 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 kind of okay because that's all you're really doing is authenticating and then sending a request and getting a response. If you're building an SDK, then it's different because then the yeah. SDK has its own style. And that was our experience that when we had the SDKs, these auto-generated code snippets were actually a negative because they were yeah. completely contrary to the style the, the library developers wanted. Um, so we sort of st steered away from it ourselves. Um, I mean, even on a day-to-day -day basis, just having the, the core request is quite useful because that doesn't really change very much. But actually talking about this feature you've just mentioned, mm -hmm. I. I mean, without going into too much detail, because you're you're not an open source company, but how would you? I can't even imagine how you could um, incorporate something like that. Like the hundreds of different ways that someone might build their SDK. How could you have a uh, a feature that people could just plug in and out of so mod, you know so easily? I just sort of wonder from a roadmap perspective how you'd even do that. Sure. Uh, yeah, no, that's a good question, and it, it took us a while to kind of realize what the right integration uh, points would be. So, you know, backing everything in Postman is a Postman collection, which I would say is, you know, a similar idea to, you know, things like OpenAPI or Swagger, but we, 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 I'd say are complementary in a certain sense, you know, because of the documentation examples that we talked about uh, earlier in the call. So what we call uh, a collection is it's an executable API description, unlike, you know, static API description. And whatever is built on Postman is built on top of a collection. 
So when we do code generation, it uh, you know it reads a collection request and then converts it into you know the corresponding uh, code sample, right? Effectively, you're doing a translation from from this metadata uh, to to that code generation uh, uh, through taking it through that code generation logic and, and getting a code snippet out. So so that's kind of like the base. Uh, which you know we expect developers will will read off from, and actually a lot of developers are doing it already. Uh, yeah. You know through our API, you know they they bring in uh, collection collections kind of you know uh, di are, are dynamically updated and they convert it through their pipeline. So that's kind of already happening. Uh, with respect to the Postman app, you know we we'd want uh, a bunch of touch points. So like in the code generator uh, example. You know, you would install a plugin, and when that plugin gets called, it would read the collection uh, definition and then convert it into a corresponding uh, code snippet. And then uh, one of the things that we have been working on is making the collection uh, format just much more robust. You know, having like types and folders and things like that, so that there is much uh, more information that you can encode in the collection itself. So once you have all of these pieces, you can you can go both ways. You can generate SDKs. Uh, on the publishing side and uh, co uh, code, code snippets on the consumer side. I have a question. Um, Abhinav, on your uh, LinkedIn profile, you say that you're you're on a mission to simplify API mm -hmm. development. So when you're in your perspective, what is the most complicated or complex part of API development, and how do you simplify it? I know that's kind of a broad question. But... <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, uh, no, it, it it is a broad question because you know if if I kind of go step by step, I'd say that so many things are complex with API development. I think generally, one one of the things we saw, right, like as developers, we are very very good at creating you know tons and tons of abstractions. Like there are layers and layers of abstraction. When when you want to write like a piece of code, you kind of wrap it around in a function, you know, take it into a module, deploy the module in a container, put the container behind, you know, something, and then finally you kind of get this API call. And then there are levels and levels at at each of these things. And it'll like, you know, there's this notion of like a full stack developer. And and if you go through that notion, you have to learn like so many different things. So uh so I, I feel a lot of complexity in API development kind of comes from these unnecessary abstractions that we end up creating. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to tooling uh, to work with these abstractions, you know there there is a lot of debate uh, and uh, discussion on on like the nuances of these abstractions, which in in most cases are not you know are, are not useful, right? Like I'm I'm I you know I'm speaking in a broad terms, but uh, but uh, uh, you know, we we could talk about specific examples. But I think Postman's goal is to just uh, just really make it simple to kind of get to the finish line. You know, first uh, quickly, just like the way sending an API call and and making a successful request could be complicated. For example, you know, when I started out, I'd go to people and be like, okay, how are you making API calls now? They'd be like, yeah, we write our own REST client, right? Like every single developer in the world was going and writing out the rest client and they'd make the same mistakes over and over again and it was supposed to be a good thing right now we simplify that by saying that okay let's uh, let's build a simple tool where the obvious things are you know uh, clearer in the interface uh, if there are issues uh, that you will see the tools responsibility is to tell you where the error is and then you know things uh, a certain uh, aspect of development becomes simple right so as we have gone through, uh, uh, you know, let's let's take documentation as an example, right? Like when we talk about documentation, there is a whole chain of discussions on, you know, what the doc generator needs to look like, you know, what are the kind of files you create, and which is which is a meaningful discussion. But what gets lost is, you know, what is good documentation. Now in Postman, what we did was, uh, our goal was, you click a button and you get documentation, right? We'll sync up your collection files on the server. You click a button. We'll make sure it's up to date. The most recent copy of that collection is the one that's going to be used to build uh, that web page, and and that's pretty much it, right? Like it doesn't get simpler than clicking a button and seeing the final result. And uh, we we have tried to do that kind of over and over again. So wherever we see that there are lots of steps being taken to you know kind of get to the finish line, and there are some very obvious success paths 
uh, with, with through which we can take a developer or or a user of Postman, we try to you know condense uh, condense that path, right? Like it should be a single button. It should just be a couple of uh, 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 screens and giving enough integration points for people to expand and build more upon. So that that I I, I hope that kind of answers your question. It kind of goes a little bit into the philosophy of how we think about the product. Because you know none of these things are new things. We all agree that documentation needs to be done. There are, you know, hundreds of automation testing tools. There are lots of documentation tools. But we want to adopt that approach. That you know, we 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 are go we are aiming to be the simplest one of, of them, and seeing that you know as more people do it, uh, you know, we'll we'll try to kind of keep simplifying. You know, as more use cases get layered on, a tool has this tendency to become more complex. But then we try to you know fight against it. it is there I mean, so some of the other kind of similar uh, codified API standards with uh, the ability to generate documentation? There's, 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 we've mentioned a couple already. There's obviously others as well, like API Blueprint and Raml and a few others. And then there's other companies that do uh, similar things to Postman. Um, this is a very long lead up to a very simple question, <laughs> but but um, basically just uh, with something like Swagger, for example, there's a, obviously some kind of companies around the core development and there's their core tooling, but there's also a whole ecosystem um, of uh, tools that people have built to kind of scratch their own itch and um and my my question really is: Does is Postman a a sort of walled garden where you are the only one who creates the tools around it, or is it possible for to people to create their own documentation generators from collections and easily? I mean, obviously they could probably do it if they really wanted to, but <laughs> is, oh, yeah, is it no. it easily? Yeah, yeah, you know, it's 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 had, we've been seeing it since like the day you know Postman had the concept of a collection. Mm. Uh, we, you know, the collection format is open source. We have our SDK that's open source. The Postman runtime through which uh, you run collections is open source. Mm -hmm. And we have our command line tool, Newman, through which, you know, you can, which, which you do CICD integration. That's open source. And uh, it's actually pretty, I mean, I was just looking at the numbers. It gets downloaded like some 150,000 times a month, uh, like around that number. So, so all of these components are open source. We see a lot of, uh, uh, you know, developers integrating using these components. Uh, sometimes inside companies, sometimes they have their own, uh, uh, you know, tools in in the open source domain. So it's super easy. And in fact, you know, again, going back to that notion of simplicity, uh, uh, we we never really wanted to kind of make like a complex format. You know, like things that would do like 500 different things. And there are uh, lots of uh, things where you can kind of get lost into. You know, what's the meaning of this versus that? It's a simple JSON structure. You know, like you, you you parse it and and just kind of do whatever uh, you you'd want with it. Uh, if you want to, you can use our SDK. Uh, if you're on Node.js, uh, it's a very simple to kind of you know use it to kind of create collections and consume collections. One of the interesting things actually we see, and that's uh, that's on our API network as well now, that a lot of backend uh, uh, as a service providers generate collections on the fly. Uh, for let's say you build your backend and then you know you you you're using that service, you would click the run and postman button there, and the collection for your uh, for your API can come into Postman, and they're using you know the format to do that. So uh, there are lots of lots of different integration points, and we are you know as open as as uh, we could be. You know for our, for for our API, we we actually opened up access to uh, the API for every signed up user. You know, so so you can access the API if you're signed up, and then you know we'll have your data, and you can get access to that data using you know API calls. So not only do we give you like these formats, but we also have like the tooling and infrastructure uh, to to help you build you know whatever you want with it. You got anything, Tom? Yep. I think Tom is mute. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, this is kind of a trivial side question. <laughs> uh, so when you launch Postman and it's loading, you get all kinds of these cute little quirky <laughs> statements like launching satellites, you know, moving into position, fastening seatbelts, and it's like, who? What's the story behind that? That's is that kind of like your fun play area? That do people get to contribute to that? Who's driving that? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, we will want. <laughs> so that's, that's a really good point, actually. Like, I, I'm glad you kind of like that. So, so one of the things about Postman that we've tried to do is, you know, like 
when we looked at uh, generally api tooling being done by like you know big companies enterprise class companies it, it was just like so boring like i mean as a, as a developer if you're working with apis all the time and you see like this boring tooling with like you know uh, i mean I, you know, you know about it right like there are so many acronyms and so many right. different things you're like you know we're going to like make something fun and uh, uh, you know with specifically with loading screens there's always this challenge that at a technical level i would not want to have that loading screen at all right like that's the challenge for the engineering team that please make it load faster so we don't have to show it but if you know there there is a restriction at some point we were like okay let's let's at least make the notion pleasurable it's not uh it's not open yet but what i'm now thinking is that we just spoke about plugins right i think there could be a plugin for that <laughs> that's a dangerous idea you get all sorts of rubbish coming <laughs> to have a strong yeah. editorial process <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah but yeah, the notion for that was like you know just just be space themed so this is what this is one of the things that i was very excited about uh, with postman is that you know we have like this whole uh, space themed branding and the logo and the notion there is that you know postman is 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 not a tool uh, uh, you know it's it's something that takes you to the space age of developer tools so it's uh, you know like looking forward and beyond and like our whole branding and and the whole messaging is kind of around that and uh, we have our own developers who are pretty excited about it so they they fill those loading screens with you know certain space themed stuff <laughs> That's great. That's great. Yeah, I, I think there's some, uh, anyway. No, I know there's some technical reasons. One of the other applications that fam is famous for loading screens is probably Slack at the moment, and I think you both are probably mm -hmm. using a, a similar technology to package up your desktop application, which is a little infamously <laughs> slow. So, <laughs> so, so you might those loading yeah. screens I think are essential. That's probably what it is. But, um, I'd actually like to ask you a little bit about the API network. Um, uh -huh. So this is something you announced relatively recently. It's not a feature per se. It's more kind of a, a highlight of people's APIs that they've built. And I think this is one of the things that sparked our interest in the first place because we've had uh, discussions on the show about the shuttering of um, the Stack Overflow documentation. And we also spoke with uh, the Mozilla developer network people a couple of months back about various people's attempts to kind of consolidate documentation. That's not really what API network is, but it's a, it's a, you know, if you wanted to, it, it could be. Um, but I mean, there's some companies on here, PayPal, Box, All Zero, uh, some sort of famous APIs if there is such a thing. Um, are these, is, I mean, are these like the, the 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 core developer documentation for some of these companies or are they like their API playground areas like what are what are people in some of these larger more complicated tools using Postman for just an aspect of their developer documentation or so uh, the goal for the API network you know kind of fundamentally is to kind of connect developers with the most authentic uh, you know API definitions uh, out there so that's that's kind of like the first uh, uh, first order goal uh, the second goal is to get you know developers uh, you know access to other forms of documentation which we spoke about right and not just you know definitions but also kind of getting started guides and tutorials which you can package in a collection and uh, and and uh, you know share it with with other folks so uh, so you know the api network kind of evolved gradually from how you know, Postman is being used, and we had the run in Postman button and an own documentation system. And like what we heard a lot from the community was that, you know, the first thing I do when I want to, you know, work with an API is I want a Postman collection. I kind of immediately uh, get started on that API the moment I bring it into Postman. And we had this hypothesis a while back that I believe very strongly in is, is that people don't use your API uh, in isolation, you know, they use it with every other API that they are working with. So sometimes these might be internal APIs uh, that that you are building of your own, or sometimes you are combining multiple APIs to build new software, right? So it calls for you know a place where you can uh, you can get access to all of these APIs quickly, and they are in a form that where you can recombine them 
and recombine them both with other APIs and as well as like your own APIs. And of course, Postman is the tool for that. So when uh, when we went around, you know, uh, talking to people, they were like, yeah, you know, it'll be nice to just have this in Postman. And actually, Postman's uh, API network is built in Postman now. So when you go and click the new button, you will see a tab there, and that's all it takes. You know, kind of import as many definitions as you want uh, very quickly. So the goal for us is that you know we don't want to just curate API uh, documentation and you like like some of the directories that have uh, appeared before, where you know a, a middleman just comes there and says that okay, you know I curated the top 50 documentation sites, and these are the ones you should use. What we want is to establish like a real connection between the API publisher and the developer. And publishers get get a tool to uh, you know reach out to developers, and developers get it in a format that they can actually reuse and get started with. So right now, we have a curated set uh, in, in the API network. But uh, uh, you know, very soon, we'll, we'll open it up to uh, publishers. So you can just, you know, the moment you're publishing uh, your API documentation or you want to publish something, you know, uh, like a guide or something, you can just publish to the network directly. So, so that's where we are going with it, with the notion that you know the more building blocks that developers have, the the uh, uh, more validated ones, you know, the faster their 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 life cycle is going to be. Cool. Okay. Yeah, I you know I, I actually wasn't uh, too aware of of the API network. I was checking it out. And I'm like, oh man, this is cool. Um, I'm gonna have to explore that more, but I think Postman is is perfect for getting started tutorials. I mean, you you can have somebody populate all the sample kind of calls and things quickly. They can they can run through all kinds of different scenarios. Um, and from a tech writer's perspective, you don't have to try to say, okay, now you're gonna you're gonna click the params button, you're gonna populate this here, and you're gonna do this for the authorization. It just you know have it be imported and. And already set up. I think that's that's huge. And so I'm definitely gonna try that more. Uh, here's a here's a kind of question that would give you uh, a chance to also, you know, plug the tool more. But a lot of people <laughs> use Postman in the free version. We use you know, all this stuff. You can import your your Open API and you can generate the Run in Postman button. Why would somebody want to? Uh, up level to a paid version. What do you get? What am I missing by just sticking with the free aspect of it? Particularly so, uh, from a documentation writer <laughs> point of view. Uh, sure. So, so that's uh, so. In, in, uh, let me let me actually try to define you know where where like our product line is. Uh, so one of the things that we had earlier was this notion that you know people are going to use like the Postman uh, tool for a bunch of things, and then they're going to use our paid plans for a bunch of other things. And the other things are, you know, mock servers, generating documentation, and, uh, you know, building uh, uh, API monitors or getting access to the API. So that, that's what, what Postman Pro was, you know, when we started out with it. Now, all these features are available to you even with the free version. Okay. They are available, though, Till a specific uh, limit. So, if you want to try out mock servers, you can uh, build a mock server in Postman, send up to 1,000 calls to the mock server, uh, and uh, you know after that, you know you will you will have to wait for a month if you uh, you know want to use it more. In the pro version, all of these limits go uh, way higher, and you can send up to a million calls per month for a mock server or uh, you can have a million page views on your documentation which is fairly large unless you have like you know really popular uh, uh, a really popular api and that's available at like you know 8 dollars per user per month now one of the core things that you get with postman and that's where i think it's very tied to this notion of you know documentation is you can work collaboratively in postman so uh, we have this notion of you know a real time uh, collaborative development environment for your APIs. And with the paid version, you get this uh, team library where you can share your collections in, and other people can subscribe to those collections and work uh, in real time with you. So if you know uh, all three of us are working on a collection, I make a change, then it's going to reflect in your Postman copy instantly. We automatically diff the change. So you see that in the activity feed on how a collection has changed. Uh, you know, let's assume that we are building documentation 
through that collection. So you'll see actually, you know, how the documentation has evolved over time. And instead of, uh, you know, pushing and pulling from a repository, we can just work on one thing uh, together. So that's what you kind of get with the paid version. And along with, you know, all the other features that are there, uh, you know, with, with more usage limits, uh, another aspect that you get with the paid version is integration. So you can, you know, send data off to GitHub and uh, GitLab, and, you know, you can have uh, your, the activity uh, change log kind of come on Slack, uh, and you can back up all your collections, a bunch of different things on the integration side. Uh, but one of the primary things that you get is like this, you know, real-time collaborative environment. And and I feel uh, like the more so so one of the one of the challenges we saw with people building documentation was everybody would work in their own silo, right? So developers are doing their own thing here, and technical writers are you know waiting for the latest copy of documentation to kind of come about. And uh, on this side, you have QA uh, folks, you know, who are who are doing their automated tests, and you're like, why are these people you know working on the same thing but working in different tools, right? Is if is there a way to kind of bring them all together? And if we bring them all together, and everybody agrees upon a single source of truth for for all of these things, then probably they'll work faster. So that's that's what the primary advantage of uh, you know using Postman Pro is. Of course, you kind of get the tools, but you just work together as a team uh, much faster, much better, and you can have as many uh, you know uh, kinds of people you you want because the tool is kind of very pretty versatile so so we see you know developers actually working now hand in hand with technical writers and with qa folks that they did not do before it was more of a waterfall model but now you can just bring them all together and you know hash out documentation and they developers can put sample requests that they used before and you know hand it over to uh, technical writers and and they can build more finished documentation out of it so lots of different possibilities because you know now you are kind of together. And that was actually the the two people I two clients I've used Postman with. One had it set up like that with the mm -hmm. the kind of Google Docs for APIs. Yeah, that was actually very effective. And the others, it was just uploaded and downloaded all the time. And there was an like a missing semicolon in the collection file that just sat there for ages. And I couldn't change it, and that was super frustrating. Whereas, yeah, <laughs> other one, it was, <laughs> I know when that happens. <laughs> we have permission control there, yeah. but it's up to the up to the people who are authoring the collection. Right, we're we're coming up to the end of our time. Do you have any? Uh, I sort of have one remaining, just like wrap up, uh, quick quick question. Do you have anything, Tom? Uh, no, I've I've really enjoyed all this, uh, <laughs> this conversation. <laughs> Very good. It's um, been great. So just one quick thing, uh, I, I got a little bit lost in our sort of uh, pre-chat communication about whether it was you or someone else, but I know in just over a week uh, in Paris, and I'm in Berlin, so it's in my neighborhood, uh, <laughs> there's, there's API of the Days, and I actually know a few people from the Write the Docs community in Europe are going, and I thought you were talking, but maybe it's someone else from your staff is talking, I think. Yeah, my co-founder, Ankit, is going to yeah. be there. Yeah. So I, I, I was... Completely set to go there, but unfortunately, due to visa issues, uh, okay. and I can't make it this time. I was there for the last edition; was a lot of fun. Well, I but, will. Uh, yeah. I will see anyone else who's there, including him. Um, but I would see you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, anything else you have coming up uh, in the next sort of few weeks? You quickly want to mention, or have we covered most things? Uh, I think. I mean, yeah, we we covered. I, I hope that you know the. Uh, the podcast reaches out to folks who are users of Postman, and then they find that you know there's so many things kind of already there that they can just get immediate value uh, right away. Uh, so we have a lot uh, coming up this year. You know, Postman has grown a lot as a company uh, in in the last uh, few months, uh, and uh, just just one of the things we observed was uh, that you know uh, uh, we, we're going to work on a couple of different paths, right? One is uh, just this collaborative aspect that we just spoke about, kind of enriching it more and making it even more seamless uh, than the way it is. You know, I feel very strongly that uh, you know source control systems are, are are still kind of outdated for the kind of collaboration that uh, we need now. You know, with everybody kind of working on APIs and they are not just developers who are working with APIs. So that's one track that we are going to explore a lot on. And on the second track, you know, we spoke about plugins. Uh, and how you know Postman is going to open up more and more touch points uh, through through plugins to the community. And in 2018, we are very excited about 
having uh, you know plugins at at the level of uh, API definitions. So you know letting people you know just work with open API files and uh, any any format that they want to, and you know just have a much quicker exchange with uh, uh, you know definitions versus collections and how they can you know operate. Uh, with the Postman tooling just much more effectively. We see that as a very common need where people have two links on both sides and they're plugging this together with our API. But these are things that are going to be, you know, just very fundamental uh, parts of Postman this year. So pretty excited about that. Excellent. Thank you very much, Ebenev, for your time. Um... Don't go to postman.com. That's a website that doesn't exist. The website is actually getpostman.com. <laughs> I bet you're annoyed you couldn't get that website. I don't know who's got it, but it's not available. I don't know. <laughs> trying to find out. <laughs> so the way the way to actually remember it is that get and post are the two HTTP yeah, verbs, right? Very good point. So, oh. uh, nice. So you know, the Postman actually, yeah, that, that's where the name comes from. Like, you know, post, yeah. Postman is someone who helps you send requests. So Postman is an HTTP verb. And, you know, getting something is easy, but posting is hard. Uh, <laughs> so so to remember the website, you just remember the first two HTTP verbs and you'll, you'll get there. So getpostman.com works. <laughs> Excellent. Um, just very quickly from the world of Write the Docs, um, you can always go to writethedocs.org for local meetups. We actually have one in Berlin tomorrow, but I don't think anyone's going to make that in time. Um and the uh, Portland conference is coming up in May. I think tickets are available now. So if you want to come along to that, that's not far off in the future. Um, for the podcast, and it's podcast.writethedocs.org for previous episodes, contact details, et cetera, et cetera. And also, if you're on the Write the Docs Slack, then the uh, podcast channel. Um, we've getting a few people asking if they can appear on the show and having questions and things like that. Keep those coming through the website or through the, uh, the Slack channel. Um, and yeah, we'll try and arrange some future episodes with everybody. But in the meantime, thanks again for our guest. Thanks to Tom. Uh, sorry, Jared couldn't be with us this episode. Um, so find all the contact details at podcast.writethedocs.org. And remember, I'll see if I can handle this in my best Jared impersonation. <laughs> Docs or it didn't happen.